Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, also longtime sponsor of the Lombardi Line here on VSEN. Remember, visit BetMGM.com or download the app. If you're in Vegas, stop by an MGM property, bring your state-issued ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes. you got to be 21 years or older. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. To get involved, again, betmgm.com or download the newly reconfigured app as we welcome you back. Howard Eskin's going to join from WIP, a legend there in Philadelphia. Looking forward to talking to him. Maybe we'll talk the Super Bowl, probably most likely talk about the 76ers. Thomas Gable, who's been under the weather, looks like TG's going to be back today. So look forward to talking to him. Michael Lombardi with a busy next week and a half or so. We were just talking about your itinerary. That is, uh, that's overwhelming, of course. VSIN and a bunch of the shows are going to be traveling this week to Phoenix. Uh, from Radio Row, we're going to be broadcasting live. The Lombardi line is going to be there Monday and Tuesday. Pritch, Mike Pritchard is going to be there. And then Michael and I will show up and do broadcasts Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But Michael has to go give a speech in Tampa, I think it's tomorrow, and then travel to Phoenix, and then we will travel to Las Vegas, do the Lombardi line from Circa, which is awesome, and watch the Super Bowl there. But you've got, uh, you've got a busy little trip ahead of you, my man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to being at Phoenix at the Super Bowl. I've never done the media row thing. I'm excited that we are there with DraftKings, all our DraftKings, and VEASAN people will be there. So 
It'll be fun. And uh, then we get to go to the Circa and see the great Mike Palm and Derek Stevens <laughs> and watch that operation. Can't wait for that, right? And yeah. see Super I've never seen a Super Bowl from the uh, – I was uh, – I think four years ago I did it from the South Point, but uh, we were on the air during the game. So, But this will be fun to watch and see all the uh, activity that goes on in Las Vegas during the Super Bowl. But remember now, you know, I was watching – last yesterday I was watching the golf tournament at Pebble. There's nothing better than watching – pebbles uh pebble beach but the weather was bad when you get the bad weather it's not as much fun to watch but you know cbs has the super bowl next year it's in las vegas so you know we that can't that, that's going to be just an incredible incredible time you asked me yesterday what would be a great city to have a super bowl i said new orleans but i think now that vegas gets it it could be just even more incredible oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah vegas with the super bowl i mean first off allegiant stadium where your 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 son coaches and dominic has a throne there that stadium is gorgeous yeah. and it would be a great look people don't realize when you go to watch the raiders play it's right across the street from the strip so you can only imagine people converging, a confluence of just excited people coming for the Super Bowl right across the street from the Strip. I mean, it doesn't get any better. By the way, we're going to get into MVP talk here, but quickly wanted to ask you, uh, I know Matt, your son, is a big-time golfer and a very accomplished golfer. I, I don't know if you and Mick are. Have the three of you ever played Pebble Beach? Uh, Mick and, and Matt have. When Mick got married in California, uh they went down and played Pebble Beach, and, and the great Jim Nance did the introduction off the first tee. I saved it. It's, we have a video of it. Wow. It's one of the most cherished moments of all time. And they teed off and played 18 at Pebble. And a lot of it was because at that time, uh, Pebble, the, the, the CEO of Pebble, was a huge, huge Patriot fan. Uh, and so that was how we were able to get on. But but the great one lives right there on Stevenson Drive, right there out Pebble. So it's awesome. Yeah, I think you, if you're around Pebble, you can you can see Jim Nance. If he's not calling a game, he's on his golf cart just riding around the peninsula there. I yeah. think that's uh, Jim yeah. Nance. Is, he's it's a legend. A, it's a magical place. If you've never been to Pebble, it's it's a magical place. Millie and I would go every year after the uh, you know after the Super Bowl after the after the season. I try to get away for a couple of days down there, and, and invariably I would I would get a phone call from one Mr. Davis, and he who never understood why you would ever be out of the office, and he would say, you know, Rome's burning up here, and you're down there. And so, I, you know, <laughs> cut the cut the trip. I didn't know Rome was burning, but it is anyway. I, I don't have a fire hose. I can't put the fire out. I mean, I'll do my best. <laughs> of course, of course, Michael. If you take a look at the MVP market, you're not going to be surprised here. Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, your favorites there, plus one ten, plus one twenty five, respectively. Let's have a little fun. Do you remember who last year's Super Bowl MVP was? You know, I would say it was, uh, oh, it's Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. Kind of yeah, random. It it's Cup. generally going to be a, a quarter, we think quarterback now. The year before, right. but the this Bucks one, won the Super Bowl. This one, let's play off of what Megan did in the last seg- last hour. She was, she was streamlining and making it so that there was symmetry between all her, her prop plays based on the notion that Philly wins. Let's say Philly wins. And if Philly wins, Mahomes doesn't have a good day. I think the Hassan Reddick play can be really uh, a huge play. If he's if the if Mahomes doesn't win this game, if the Chiefs don't win, it's because the defensive front of the Philadelphia Eagles dominated the game. I mean, it, it, because I'm going to be clear here: the Eagles are not going to cover. I don't care who they're they're not going to be able to cover this. 
But they can win this game if Riddick dominates, if Sweat dominates, if Hargraves and Sue and Limville Joseph and all the guys, they, Brendan Graham, all those guys that they rotate on their defensive front, if they come in and dominate, then – you know, I think that's what's happened. What I think wasn't there a Super Bowl where the the, the def, Randy White and Ed Tuttle Jones were the MVP? I think I remember writing that for the book. So like, I, it, it's happened before. But if you if you like the Eagles, it's going to be because the Eagles slow down Mahomes. It's not going to be because you know the the Eagles. Uh, you know, kept up and all, all that. I mean, it's going to be because the Eagles, I mean, Hertz might score the point, might lead the points, but the domination of the game, the turning point of the game to keep Mahomes from beating you is going to come down to the defensive front. I mean, if that were the case last week, could you have, let's just say Cincinnati gets the game to overtime and they win the game, right? Who would you have given the MVP to in the Cincinnati-Kansas City game if they got the game to overtime? Immediately. Probably, I would have given, I would have given ahead, it to please. the front of the Cincinnati Bengals. I would, they they so dominated good. the game. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. They were so good. By the way, your memory is spot on. In 78, Ed Tuttle Jones and Mr. White there, uh, Randy White. Now, the, my first remembrance was, remember they gave it to, I believe it was Richard Dent in 85. They could have given it to anybody on that Bears defense, of course. Yeah, anybody. Uh, but they went with Richard Dent. It was a dominant performance by that 85 Bears defense. Uh, Von Miller won it in 16. Michael, you take a look. Well, you just mentioned Hassan Reddick. His number's 30 to 1 right now in the MVP market. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a play there. I really do. I think there's a good play there. Because I think if you – look – for the, the, the Eagles to win, they're going to have to stop Mahomes. I mean, this is going to have to be a, a Tampa do-over again, the Tampa game, where Mahomes doesn't really get going. They can't control the line of scrimmage. That, to me, is if you're playing Philly, you're not playing Philly because you're going to win a shootout. I think if the game becomes a shootout, Kansas City wins it. I really do. If, the, if it becomes a backyard football type of team, not that Philly can't make plays, but Kansas City's better at that than most people are. They can do that. But if the front controls this game, which I think they can, then I think it's going to come down to those guys up front that win the game for them. And that's going to be hard for Kansas City. If Kansas City, and, and, and frankly, Kansas City could easily, if they win, it's going to be because their offensive line played well. But let's be honest, they're not, nobody's giving the MVP their offensive line. They're going to give it to Mahomes. I mean, for me, it's either Kansas City, you either play Mahomes or you don't play anybody else, right? Yeah. You might, you know, you could say, well, let's play Kelsey, but Kelsey's going to get the ball because Mahomes got him the ball. Well, right now Mahomes is plus 125 Super Bowl MVP odds. Travis Kelsey's 11 to 1. You can go MVP by position. Uh, quarterback right now minus 650, of course, you got to lay a big price. The wide receiver is 7 to 1. Now, if you take a look historically, uh, 31 quarterbacks have won the MVP. Second in line, wide receivers. Eight wide receivers have won the MVP. Seven running backs, and then you get the linebackers, Michael, at four. So no surprise, 31, as we had to what, Super Bowl 57, winners of the MVP have been the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's a natural way to do it, you know, unless there's a unique game like the Rams and the Patriots where Julian Edelman made the plays down the stretch to win the game and he becomes the MVP, or Cooper Cup makes those plays down the stretch to win the game, or Adam Vinatieri makes a field goal from a long distance out. I don't even know. I think, I don't know who won the MVP, maybe Brady in that game against the Panthers, but, or against the Rams. But the reality of it is, is usually it comes down to the quarterback, or when the quarterback doesn't have a great game, it's going to go to the receivers who makes the play. 04 was Brady, 05 was Deion Branch. 
So yeah. that was, and by the way, if you're taking a look, which is interesting, this is a good trivia question. There's been one kick returner slash punt returner to win the MVP. Do you remember who that was? Desmond Howard. He took it back That's against exactly the Patriots. Right. That, that exactly was the game right. that really, really just, yeah, that was the game in New Orleans too. That was a Super Bowl in New Orleans. And, and, and Parcells got the Patriots into that Super Bowl. They weren't the most talented team, but they got there. And it was kind of a little bit of a mismatch, and Green Bay just dominated. I could still see Reggie White throwing uh, Max, Max, uh, the kid from Navy, Max Lane, the left right tackle, just hump, just doing that hump move over, and just Max Lane at 320 pounds was thrown in the air like he was an airplane. Reggie White was pretty good, huh? He was. Oh, he's amazing. For those that didn't get to see Reggie White, it's probably the strongest human that ever played the game. I mean, hey, quickly, uh, on uh, just a little more trivia for you. There's been one cornerback to win it. I think you'll pull it immediately. You want to try to take a stab? One cornerback. It was Willie in Brown? 1990. It was Larry Brown in 96. Remember, you yeah. had all those picks. Yeah, it was Dallas. Uh, yes, yep. I mean, so, yep. you know, and, and Al Davis signed him after that to the Raiders to a record contract. There was a moment <laughs> there where the Raiders were signing all the MVPs that were not uh, from the Super Bowl. Larry was a Jimmy Johnson. I think he was a 10th round pick. I mean, he was a later round pick that fit their scheme and, and went in there and played well and played well in that game. It's a little bit like, you know, when we played Tampa in 2002 in that Super Bowl, I think this, the, the, uh, the safety, the corner from Akron was the MVP in that game. I forget his name, uh, but he had an interception and played. Their defense dominated that game. Nope. It's fascinating. We shall see. Uh, by the way, if you want to bet, on a tight end, you mentioned Kelsey. They're ten to one as far as a position. Running backs fourteen to one. Defensive lineman, linebacker, uh, both thirty to one. Okay, you've waited for it. It's here. The return of great Howard Eskin, the great Howard Eskin. WIP. He returns. Hopefully, we'll get some Super Bowl talk in between the seventy sixer talk. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN. Featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the big game means big plans for VSIN. VSIN will be in the middle of all the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix with athlete and celebrity interviews. Our experts break down the game. You won't want to miss any of VSIN's coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, the Lombardi Line, VSIN's Final Countdown, and VSIN Primetime, all live from Radio Row starting next week. For betting splits, expert picks, big game props, head to VSIN.com. That's V S I N.com. Don't want to waste any time. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, Howard Eskin. One of the all-time greats, of course, the voice of Philly sports joins us now. When will Howard Eskin be headed to Phoenix? That is my first question, Mr. Eskin. Okay, well, Howard, because my father is Mr. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're friends now. So, you know, it's all, it's all, <laughs> Thank you, Howard. Uh, uh, all right, so I will be heading to Phoenix first thing tomorrow morning uh, and then obviously be there all week. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, Radio Row brings – great memories uh it's different now than it used to be and mike and you guys will find out uh i remember i was at super bowl tw- i've been a 40 40- this is my 41st super bowl so radio row super bowl 25 i'll never forget this moment it was the gulf war uh situation and we were in tampa and um, there's like 10 radio stations there now there's like 150 10 radios Walter payton's walking by Hey, Walter, can you jump on? No problem. Now, everybody's pulling and tugging at the guests. They're walking. Everybody wants everybody to go on, and everybody's sponsored. So it's a whole different world. But it is fascinating if you've never been there. Um, I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Yeah, we're looking forward to going out there. So, Howard, talk to us a little bit about your wired into Philly. What are are they as healthy as I suspect they are going to be? I know Maddox has been walking around in a boot, but I kind of thought that was more precautionary than anything. Yeah, because he practiced yesterday. He was out of the boot yesterday. So one day, because there was a photo there, he's you know, and they were practicing in the bubble. So it's an artificial surface. You want to give, you know, it's a, it's a bye week, basically. So you give him a little time. But he did practice yesterday uh, and with no boot. So he's fine. You know, the punter might be back, too. Uh, Sippos, Aaron Sippos, who's better. Brian Kearns, you know, filled in. 
uh, or Brett Kearns. He filled in, but it, it was okay. It wasn't special. Sippos is actually a good punter. So, really, when it comes right down to it, Sippos might be able uh, to punt. Uh, well, the last Super Bowl they were in against the Patriots, there wasn't a punt. So, maybe, I don't know that it's going to be that way this time. Uh, but... Uh, so they are. Can you imagine that? Didn't have one punt in a football game, uh, and yeah. in a Super Bowl, uh, no less. Uh, that was Super Bowl uh, fifty-two in twenty the twenty seventeen season. But yeah, they're healthy. They are. Everybody's healthy, and Lane Johnson is amazing. He amazes me. That you know, I talked to him a little bit yesterday um, before he went up for the news conference. He's walking fine. He looks fine. He's playing fine. He's going to have to have surgery. I don't know what adductor. It's ADD, adductor muscle is. It's somewhere below the groin or around the groin area. But he's just playing like he's got no injury, and he's going to have to have surgery after the season. Yeah. Howard Eskin, I thought earlier in the game – Go ahead, Michael. Howard, I thought earlier in the game he, he wasn't as good against the Niners, but then he kind of got into a groove a little bit, and so maybe it just takes a little bit of time for him to get through that. you know. And then I thought they did the smart thing once the game was over and got him out of there. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. After the first series, he kind of walked off, you know, a little gingerly, I guess you could say. And then, uh, and then it, he got better. Yeah, he got better. Now, the 49ers, obviously, uh, once they lost the quarterback, uh, you know, I don't know that the defense changed, but their offense certainly changed. But, no, he uh, he looked fine later in the game. And walking, I always kind of watch and see how you're walking around a locker room, how you're walking around a facility. And, and it's not like playing football, but uh, he, looks, he looks fine. Uh, and, again, I know he's not, and we know he's not. Uh, but it's one more game. That's what he told me yesterday. Yeah, I got one more game. Uh, and, and that's the way he's looking at it. And he's going to fight through everything he's got to fight through. Howard Eskin, WIP. Howard, Sirianni's got a little Eskin in him. He's got a little edge. He's got an attitude. You've covered a lot of coaches in Philadelphia. What's your take, What's your take on Sirianni? You know, I, I actually love his energy. I love his personality. I hope he never changes. I don't want... You know, Andy Reid's a great coach, uh, and I think right now he's the best coach in the NFL. But he didn't have a personality, and I asked him years ago when he was the Eagles coach, I says, why are you like that? Why don't you say anything? He says, Lavelle Edwards is my coach in college, and that's kind of the way he was at BYU. So, uh, But I love Nick Sariani's the opposite. He opens up. He's got emotion on the sidelines. But the one thing I do notice, you know, he's only the second year as a head coach, so we got to give him more time before we anoint him a great coach. But I think this year he's done an excellent job. Well, he gets all, all excited and he gets all pumped up and he's high-fiving and he's you know, doing all the things that he does. But then when he has to get back into the mode of, uh, you know, watching and seeing what he's, his team does and having to make decisions, he gets right back into that mode. So I see that emotion and then I see him doing the things he has to do as a coach but I love his energy uh the players have responded to it very well uh in the same fashion they respond to his energy uh his creativity not only I think with with offensive things that he does but in the meetings how many guys hey Mike you've probably seen this how many guys fall asleep in meetings 
These guys yeah. don't fall asleep. <laughs> he does things, <laughs> and he doesn't fall asleep. In me- they don't fall asleep in meetings, and that's kind of a difference, too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's done it. You know, I think the fact he gave up the play call and he's assumed a head coaching role, and obviously he listens to the people in the building uh, about for making some of those decisions. You could see the analytics has played a part in some of what he does. But let me, you know, you know Andy really well. You know Jeff Lurie really well. You know what, what transpired through the Andy years. How much of that do you think – they're not talking about it, but you and I both know that's a – I mean, this is a huge game besides being a Super Bowl. This is a huge game from a personal standpoint. Like, this is really personal between a coach that once was there and a coach who's now there and it's left. Have you have, – I know they're not talking about it, but what have you heard? No, they're not talking about it. I, I think they've moved on, and I think Jeffrey Lurie and Andy Reid uh, still – uh, talk to each other, whether it's text messages, whether it's talking. I don't think there's any issue. Andy Reid, and remember at the end, and Jeff Lurie uh, had said one time, he waited a year too long. We all know that. Players wait a year too long. Sometimes you say, well, I'll give the coach another chance. And Jeffrey wanted, gave him another year when he thought he should have made the change a year earlier. And uh, but they're they're good they're good. I now do the Eagles want to win? Sure. Uh, the pe- I think the people in Philadelphia. This is what, what what's crazy. I think the people in Philadelphia are more pumped up to beat Andy Reid than the team itself uh, is to, to beat. I mean, Howie Roseman was here, the general manager, and Jeffrey Lurie, obviously. Uh, but but they've moved past all that. There's there's years that have separated it, and, and you know. Andy's not a bad. Andy's a, Andy Reid is a got a personality and is a good guy, and you know you got to turn the page. If you don't turn the page, you're always going to look behind you rather than look forward, and you can't do that. And I think everybody involved and in the people you've mentioned, uh, Mike, uh, have turned the page. Uh, I think they're moving on. But do they want to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Andy Reid's a head coach. That's okay. Nick Sirianni. Actually, you know, Nick Sirianni was fired by Andy Reid his first year. Did you know that? Uh, oh, yeah. Andy came, yeah, when Andy came to camp, and Nick doesn't hold a grudge. He knew that he was changing coaches, and he brought a lot of the coaches he had with the Eagles uh, to Kansas City. But he knew it. He talked about it the other day. And, and finally, you, you know, that's what the business is. The business is it's, it's change. And when a new guy comes in, you got to expect there's going to be change, and that's what happens. So, if anything, I would think there'd be more Nick Sirianni's issue, but that was his, you know, that was Andy Reid's first year, and he under, and Nick was a, early in his coaching days uh, in the NFL, uh, so he totally understood it as well. Howard, I hate to do this to you because you're going to do it on your own show. You have a minute to go. Do you have a prediction for us with the Super Bowl here? <laughs> yeah. 31-24. How's that? Now, you're going to ask me which team's got the 31. I now, said that's... I hate to do it to you. I said I hated to do it to you. <laughs> okay. I, uh, uh, I think the Eagles are going to win the game. I think they're the better team. Uh, I, Kansas City has the better coach. Kansas City has the better quarterback. Kansas City has the better tight end. But it's hard to kind of find other people uh, or other and, uh, players that are better than the Eagles, a better offensive line. Uh, the quarterback has played really well. He 
He's got to play well in the Super Bowl. Their defense led the league in sacks. Uh, the secondary played really well. I think the Eagles are a better team, and I think the Eagles win the game. And um, I think it's going to be a high score. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I, I can't see. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs getting much past 24 points, and I think the Eagles will. So that's why you're I the best. Safe travels, safe travels, Howard. Thanks, Howard. Nice. Thank you. See ya, see ya, man. <laughs> Legend, Howard Askin. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. It's very simple, and I'll make it simple. So every time you bet, BetMGM.com or on the app, you accrue points. You can use those points for free bets, airfare, travel, anything you want. It's the best loyalty program in the game. Go check it out. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Okay, we welcome you back here. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. A week out. Uh, from the Super Bowl, of course, we bring in our buddy Thomas Gable. Not going to embarrass him, but he's been under the weather, so we hope he's feeling okay. You know, it's funny, Thomas, as we say hi to you. We just had uh, a legend there on WIP, Howard Eskin. Oh, last time, last time we had him on, Michael and Thomas, and Thomas grew up in the area, so he's listened to him for twenty plus years. My friend said he seems to he's he's always great, but he's lost a little bit of his edge. I said there's no chance, Thomas. You still listen to him? Has Eskin lost? What what I mean by edge is he's he's gotten nicer, not that he's gotten lesser as a host. Is is Eskin still as fired up as he used to be? So we had Howard uh, actually on a on a football panel that we did to kick off the season this year. Michael was also on the panel, and. During the Q&A session of this, and Michael, I don't know if you remember, somebody asked a question, I think, about the Cowboys. And, of course, Howard wanted to take the question and immediately started calling the guy a moron. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that pretty much sums up. I remember the thing. So no doubt. The answer is no. He very much has not lost his edge. That's hilarious. He's so funny. Um, well, first off, T.G., are you feeling okay? We this is this is a busy week to be under the weather, right? You've got so much ahead of you over the next six seven days here. Yeah, it is a busy week, so I, I wanted to get back in today. And I, I will say this: um, I don't I don't know what I had. It definitely wasn't COVID because I tested negative. But um, uh, if there was one good thing that came out of COVID and that twenty twenty period, it's the ability that workplaces have now adapted to be able to work from home. So I was able to get stuff done from home that uh, probably wouldn't have been able to a few years ago. So that was nice. But, uh, yeah, here we are, very busy week. I know you guys are traveling out there. Michael, here's the question. You guys will be at the stadium. You'll be at ground zero for the Super Bowl. Is there going to be more excitement there or more excitement here? I mean, they're already canceling school on Monday after the Super Bowl, delayed openings. For local schools, uh, you know, this whole area is, is crazy right now. I can't even watch the local news. I, I just can't. I can't take the, uh, uh, the, the the videos of, you know, third graders doing the Eagles chants. If I want to see that, I'll go outside in the street and, and watch it. It's amazing, Thomas. Today I was driving down the main street here in Ocean City, and my buddy owns a gym up the street, and they've got the Eagle flag wishing the Eagles well from the gym. Like any eagle is going to see that flag. And so, I mean, it's it's beyond anybody's imagination here. I, I mean, they should just cancel school on Monday for everybody. I mean, why anybody in Ocean City High School is going to go into grade school? It's it's it. They're going to 
be glued to their televisions and they're either going to have a comp- unbelievable celebration or they're going to have a funeral. It's going to be depressing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, we know the we know the polls are greased. Has there been Thomas there at the Borgata in Atlantic City? Has there been any movement? We talked at the top of the show, kind of a freeze there at the Eagles laying a point and a half. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, remained steady at at that spread. And uh, again, you're not going to see much uh, movement, and there's not going to be much difference here between books. Uh, you know, I, I kind of what we're seeing here. I equate it to what we saw for the Eagles 49ers game. Everybody expected us to be very lopsided on the Eagles in that game, and ticket count was very skewed towards the Eagles, but we were taking Niners money throughout the week. Niners money came in the day of the game to the point where we actually needed the Eagles for the game uh, on the spread. Now, obviously, when you take into account the liability we had on the Eagles uh, in the future market to win the NFC, it kind of offset that. Uh, and we're finding ourselves in a similar spot with this game here, at least through the first week that uh, wagering has been available in the Super Bowl. Uh, again, ticket count here very skewed towards the Eagles. That's uh, nothing to uh, that should surprise anybody. Uh, everybody's coming in, putting their twenty hundred dollar bets down on the Eagles, but we are seeing Chiefs money as well. Uh, so it's not totally out of whack here. Uh, and I expect to continue to get Kansas City money. Now, obviously, our liability in the future book is a lot bigger than it was for the NFC uh, with the Eagles. So we're definitely going to have to attract much more Chiefs money to offset that than, than we did with the Niners and the NFC. But uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. But right now, um, the Chiefs are not getting ignored here. They they are getting bet uh, with – and. Uh, there were some bigger bets coming in on them. So, uh, again, we're, we're not really lopsided. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that. You know, look, you, you can handicap the game a lot of different ways. And if the Chiefs have their receivers and their offensive line plays a, a better game, they're going to be in this game. It's going to be a three-point game back and forth. I mean, it's going to go. It's not, it's not going to be a game where I think anybody's going to take full control unless that defensive line dominates the, the Chief offensive line, which – could happen, but I think there'll be enough that Mahomes can't. Look, I think Mahomes is going to be healthy, so it's hard to bet against Mahomes. It, it really is, it's, and I think that's uh, really what, what everybody is, is kind of who's back in the Chiefs is kind of counting on that. You know, we know Mahomes isn't 100%, but uh, if he's mobile enough, and again, I, as you said, the key really here, I think, for this entire game is going to be at the line of scrimmage. Uh, can that Chiefs offensive line uh, do enough to protect Mahomes from that Eagles pass for us? They're, they're extremely good, uh, and we know we've seen them just dominate games. So that's really, I think, what this game is going to come down to, really, is at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Thomas Gable, of course, director of the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. We were just, Howard Eskin also gave a prediction, and he had it going well over the posted total of 50 and a half. Curious if you're getting action on either side of the over-under here. Yeah, we are. Uh, again, that's somewhat typical here where people are taking the over. Um, and, again, also when you're kind of looking at, at props, it kind of goes for props as well. Publics, the public loves to bet overs. So uh, make sure you're looking at the prices there and uh, has there been movement, not just 
uh, in the number itself, but actually in what the juice uh, is attached to that particular prop. So, um, you know, people love to, to take the over in passing yards or receiving yards or rushing yards. Uh, so just uh, if you're delving into the prop market, which obviously a lot of people do, um, we typically write as much in, in props as you do on the game uh, nowadays. Uh, just uh, be looking at that because the public loves to uh, to bet the overs, so uh, sometimes that's going to be a little bit slant. So there might be advantage to, to look at the unders. What's your gut on this, Thomas? I, I kind of get the sense. Uh, I mean, Howard's score indicates the over. I I, I think this is a, a very limited possession game because I think both teams will want to try to limit it. I mean, the last time they played, uh, the uh, the Chiefs only had seven possessions in the game. Now, they scored 42 points. Don't get me wrong. They scored on every possession. They had one turnover, but and they didn't punt. So I, I get the sense that this will be a – it's an under-10 possession game. Yeah, I would lean towards the under at this point uh, if, if I had to uh, make a play on the total. Um, certainly, if, if I was just looking to bet this game, I'd probably look at the some of the derivative markets here. Um, <clears throat> I think the Eagles in the second quarter, when you look at what they've done this year in the second quarter and how they've sort of dominated that, I think in all the games that they played this year, including the playoffs, they've only lost the second quarter uh, in three of them. So that's really a quarter that they have just dominated, and you'll be able to find spreads uh, for every quarter. There's so many derivative props and and wagers available in this game that you'll be able to find uh, something that kind of suits the way that you're looking at it. Uh, now, obviously, you're going to have to pay a price, you know, but you can find a number, a total or a spread that you like. It's going to be available. Uh, but, again, you're just going to have to uh, pay a certain price for that. What about the prop count there at the Borgato? Uh, what's the number you're up to? Uh, I think we're approaching 400. So <laughs> Good luck. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. That's why that's Amazing. why you've got to lock yourself in your office and, and not be bothered. There's a lot going on. Thomas Gable, he runs the race in sports well. there at the Borgata. Yeah, get well, Thomas. We're, we're thinking about you, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. We'll continue the thread. Thomas Gable, under the weather, grinding as we appreciate him. Not a good week to be under the weather, so hopefully uh, plenty of fluids, Thomas Gable. Okay, Michael, when we come back, we've got some interesting props, including cross-sport props, where you can bet on your 76ers that day, Super Bowl Sunday, and combine those bets with the Super Bowl. Why would I want that misery? (laughs) Maybe we should get an update. You know what? I'll tease it. We'll come back. We'll get an update. The state of the Sixers with Michael Lombardi. It's what my friends in Michigan need to hear. Also, some odds and ends. I want to clean up some quarterback questions with Michael next here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the VSIN Big Game Help Desk. Well, why don't you just tell me the move? No. VSIN.com slash Super Bowl. If you have any questions about betting on the Super Bowl, if you're wondering how to hedge, again, hedging is philosophical, but we can help you with that. Maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from our hosts. VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. VSIN.com slash Help Desk. Again, your questions could be answered not only in the daily newsletter, but on the air. Or again, VSIN.com. Make sure you submit your questions right now. A little Kramer reference that made me laugh in the break. Michael Lombardi talked about when Kramer took over the. Remember, it was for the, the movie de- yeah. times, the help desk for movie the movie time, times. Yeah. Why don't you just tell me the. <laughs> just tell me the movie. I'll, I'll tell you. So good. <laughs> That's so, so, good. so look funny. how far we've but, come. Look how far we barely even go to the movies anymore, you know, and, well, and that's it, you know. 
the, the cultural references, the fact that that show, Seinfeld, and we'll get back to the game, but the fact that it's so funny when culturally so much has changed, yet it still remains just as funny and vibrant as ever. Okay, Michael no Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi line as uh, we keep it going. I, I just teased it, so maybe we should do a little bit here. 37 and 16, the 76ers, as you know, Michael Lombardi, are in the big city. They're in New York today. They're laying four at the Knicks. They are 9-1, and one, the 76ers, over their last 10. They're two back at Boston in the East. Maybe just a quick state of affairs. Where are you sitting right now? 32-16 and 16 for your Philadelphia 76ers. You know, defensively, they, they have struggled. I mean, San Antonio put 126 on them the other night, and they were able to kind of out-execute them in the fourth. Uh, Orlando put a lot of points on them. Their transitional defense has not been very good, but they've been finding ways to win games, which is kind of what they always do with Doc Rivers. Is He's all about the regular season, get those wins, get this team, you know, uh, get himself into the Hall of Fame as, as, a, as a coach because of the regular season. The Knicks played last night. I mean, Brunson went for 41, and they lost uh, – uh, they lost a tough game there. You know, they lost a tough game last night to uh, who did they lose to? I forget that it was. Oh, the I, I got right the magic now. on the, the brain. Knicks. Clippers. They lost the to the Clippers. Lost Thank to you, the Elliot. Clip. That's right. One thirty-four twenty-eight. So they the played last won. night. Now they're coming back and playing a six o'clock tip. So there should be some fatigue. But look, I, I think the Knicks are, have played much better over the course. Uh, this will be an interesting game for Philly. They're in San Antonio on third on Friday night. Now they're back up into the New York area. So. Uh, I, I I would probably take the points in the Knicks here. Michael, the, uh, a friend asked me. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, bless you. A friend asked me to to ask you about this Derek Carr situation because he asked, was it similar to what happened with Deshaun Watson? So again, the Vegas Raiders have granted Derek Carr permission to speak with teams that have agreed to compensation that Las Vegas Las Vegas is searching. Is it similar to what happened with Deshaun Watson? Remember, and by the way, I just went back to look this morning. Do you realize what Cleveland gave up for Deshaun? They oh gave God. up a tw- they gave up a twenty two first rounder, a twenty three first rounder, a twenty four first rounder, a twenty three this year third rounder, and a fourth rounder next year. They gave up everything for Watson. Everything, and, and don't forget their analytical department in Cleveland, which is still there said he wasn't worth the 12th pick in the draft, traded him to Houston. Okay, Now, different administration. Sashi Brown was running the team at that time. They trade him to Houston. And now, four years later, or whatever it is, they're, they, they paid all that. How did, where, did we go, where did that all happen? Like, how did that Incredible. all happen? It's really kind of remarkable when you see that. So, no, I don't think this has anything to do with the Watson thing. I think this is – Carr's got it. Carr's got to figure out who's going to take his money. He's got three more years left at around $40 million a year, let's say, give or take a few dollars here or there. And so that contract is going to be have to get restructured. So you need him to be involved so you, he can make a deal with the team and then the compensation can fall through. I, as I said earlier, I don't suspect this is going to be a deal where the Raiders get a first, second, or a third-round pick. I think they will get a Saturday pick, which means fourth round on. And they'll go move on from there. They'll have less. They'll have less uh, cap cap hit. And the Raiders don't want to extend this past March anyway. I mean, I think that's all just a, just ridiculous. So that the car, well, I'm not extending the deadline. Why would the Raiders want to? They need the cap room once free agency opens. Right. Yeah. It's and for the Raiders, it's about flexibility. Move on from the quarterback again. You mentioned. 
it's not going to be as punitive on the cap, and you can start adding pieces and build the team here. That's, I mean, what is he owed? 41.9 next year, 41.2 the yeah. following year? I mean, this guy's owed a lot of money. No doubt. And look, you know, he's going to go somewhere that he'll go somewhere where they feel like they can utilize his skill. He's got to go to where a team has a really good offensive line. I think that's critical for Derek Carr. New Orleans really sounds like a good spot for him because their line is good. They've got good receivers and they have a really good runner. I mean, it's kind of like he could go in there and and really play around a defense that could improve as, as you go through the season. So I think New Orleans makes a lot of sense. When you just break them down, what the strengths of Carr are and the strengths that, that New Orleans brings to the table, I think it's a pretty good fit. Read a quote this morning, Michael, from Geno Smith. He's very confident that the deal will get done there in Seattle. Are you hearing the same thing? Geno not going anywhere, going to stick around in Seattle? Yeah, there? I would think I would think, I would think so. I mean, I don't hear anything uh, – I would suspect that that's true because, look, the one thing you don't want to do, quarterbacks don't like to move. They don't want, they're, they're comfortable in their system. They feel good about what they're doing. They feel comfortable about the players around them. They don't really want to move unless they have to. And so if the money's going to be somewhere in the same market value, the agents kind of know what his market value is. So I think he'll do a deal. And, and look, nobody wants to, to make this harder than it really needs to be. Doing quarterback contracts are not that hard, Right. You know, they're not that hard. And it really comes down to trying to frame your quarterback into the area where you feel like he fits and then trying to convince them that maybe we should try to not take as much money because we need the money to go other places. Like, for example, you know the amazing thing about this game? As it relates to the quarterback market, we know Hurts is under a rookie contract. and We know Mahomes isn't. The worst special teams team in the league this year were the Kansas City Chiefs. Makes Why sense. is that? Because they're so, right? The second worst special teams in the league were the Eagles. This is two bad special teams going against one another. We don't talk enough about that, but the Eagles should be better because they're a younger team. They've kept a lot of young players. They should be better in the kicking game in terms of coveraging, in terms of returning, but they're not. And Kansas City with Dave Taub, who had always been recognized as one of the best special teams coaches in the league, they are really bad. And they're a, they, you could get returned on. Now, they got the 29-yarder against Cincinnati because they punted it down the middle of the field. But typically, this, Cincinnati, this Kansas City team, which used to be very good in the kicking game, isn't. And why is that? Because the quarterback, it's hard to have those. It's hard to play a lot of young players in the kicking game to get them to understand it. So you need more seasoned players in the kicking game. And yet, they don't have that. They're too young, and that's why you see this. No, it's a great point, the way you highlighted it, because if you're so top-heavy with one player making a bunch of cash, those tertiary pieces that would be important, that would play special teams, you don't get experience on special teams. That's why you always talk about Belichick. He, Belichick, would play his best players on special teams. He loved the experience and, on special teams. And, and, and so you understand it going in. we got 53 players. We're going to keep six players who do anything, but not, and, and that's the kicker, punter, long snapper, and then we're keeping three other guys who are just good in the kicking game. So there's six players he's devoted. Like, that's a unit, and, and that's part of their cap. So when they pay Matt Slater all that money or they pay Cody Davis or they pay, you know, Adrian Wright or they pay all Wilson, they pay all these guys to kind of go in and cover kicks, they're doing it for a purpose because they don't want to. Now, they didn't play well in the kick game this year, but that's part of it. This game, no one's going to talk about the kicking game, about how bad these two teams are. But, you know, when you have two bad teams in the kicking game, it does tend – to kind of make a difference. And field position makes a difference, right? So one thing about Hertz and one thing about 
Mahomes is they typically can make a big play. But in a game like this, a big game like this, you know, everybody focuses on Mario Manningham's great catch in that. But it was the field position by Weatherford, the punter, that created that game. That's why I think the Eagles getting their punter back can be a huge, Howard indicated that could be a huge step for them. So curious, we've got a minute and a half here. When you and I reconvene in Phoenix on Wednesday to do the Lombardi line, I wonder if we'll see movement. Michael, I talked about the freeze here. One and a half with Philly Lane. It's 110 juice, so it's really not going anywhere. You think we're going to be sitting one and a half on Wednesday yeah. morning? I, I do. I, I would be shocked, you know, if it moved a half a point in any direction. I think that, you know, that I think we got to have a sense of this game, and I think it's going to stay right there. It could go to two, but I there's nobody. Right. For every argument you can make why Philly's going to win, you can make the same argument why Kansas City's going to win. It goes back and forth. And every time you want to say, okay, Philly's the better team like Howard did, but then Howard talks, well, they got the better quarterback. They got the better coach. Those two things matter in, a, in these kind of big games, you know. So, like, it, when you're going against it, you got to really have a true belief. Yeah, do I think the Eagles' defensive line is better than the Chiefs' offensive line? No doubt. Am I willing to go all in yet? I don't know. Okay, we'll put a pin in it. Right now, Sunday morning, one and a half, fifty and a half. When we see Nick's, on Wednesday, Nick's we'll see what we're today. sitting. Nick's in the four today. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> Thanks, Patrick. Thank the Knicks and the four. Michael, uh, safe travels, and I'll see you on Wednesday. Elliot and everybody back at Circuit, thank you very much. Have a great Sunday. It's the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 